Hey Bob WP here and welcome to Do the Boo the WooCommerce Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by Foo Sales, the WooCommerce point of sale solution that helps you bring your shop or your client's shop to the physical world and make your life easier with your client sites and check out mindsize.com. Their team will take care of a lot of the after project worries for your clients with solid maintenance and optimization services. I'll tell you a bit more about our pod friends later on in the show, but let's get started with another chat and a behind the scenes at Woo. This time, Ronald, longtime co-host here on the podcast, joined the Woo team at Automatic a few months ago, and Marcus is going to have a chat with him as we learn more about Ronald's experience so far. Hey, everyone. Hey, Ronald. Good to be back at it with you here, but uh, I think we're going to do things a little bit differently today and put you in the guest seat. How does that sound? Um. Sounds pretty good. I think that's quite an honor to be, uh, I don't know what episode we're on, but uh, it's always nice to uh, to talk WooCommerce, so I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, as, uh, as folks may know, our show is about talking to people at Woo, and uh, you recently joined the WooCommerce team, so that's why we have you in the guest seat today. Um, before we get to talking a little bit about what you do at Woo, um, why don't you tell folks a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe a little bit about your WordPress journey and how you came to work with WooCommerce, the product itself. Sure. I started with Joomla maybe 10, 11, maybe 12 years ago. doesn't matter. And um, one of the things I, I realized missing was the e-commerce capability. And, um, and and just as I was exploring some of those functionalities, I was offered a job as a web developer for a company uh, that was working with WordPress. And I, I sort of got the idea, but I didn't really know WordPress at all. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't come natural to me to, to go into the admin and work out where everything was. So I uh, totally binge watched um, videos on OS training. And I think people know OS training because we have Robbie Adair, who's one of the co hosts who, uh, who runs the company now. Um, and it was, it was Topher um, who, who did all these videos and I met him a few years later or quite a few years later and sort of explained the story and he was really quite uh, chuffed with that. And, you know, thanks to him in a way and all those, those videos, tutorial videos, I got that job. And that was pretty much the start of my uh, WordPress journey, but very early on WooCommerce was a really big part of that. I, um, I started with some clients that were selling with WooCommerce so I had to dive in deep from the beginning to understand and how to solve problems. And previous to that, I was a business owner myself. So I could use all those different skills in with design, with uh, business coaching and using WooCommerce. And yeah, that, that just felt really powerful. Um, and then over the years, I just got better at it. I did a various um, WordCamp and meetup talks on the topic of WooCommerce uh, then find myself with a job at um, at Yith, which is a, uh, a WooCommerce plugin company. Did that for a few years, and about four months ago, four or five months ago, I joined the team at Automatic. So that's pretty much my WooCommerce journey in a in a nutshell. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I feel like there's 
similar story coming from different CMSs. I hear a lot. Um, and then you know, people just kind of fall in love with WordPress and, you know, in your case, continuing on through e-commerce and all of that. So love to hear that. Um, congrats uh, on the position at Woo. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do as a, I have it here as partner marketer part at WooCommerce. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah, so um, the, the the marketing team is just under 30 people, and it's sort of split up in three parts. Um, I'm one one of the, the, the parts is uh, customer marketing, and part of that is the partnership uh, marketing. Uh, so it's three of us in the team, and we work with all uh, WooCommerce partners that... I, I mean, all we work with with a, a bunch of them. You know, maybe the larger ones that um, would like to showcase their products a bit more prominently to WooCommerce customers, and that's um, yeah, that that's fun. It's uh, it's all all the sort of big companies that you can think of, and to work with them, trying to understand what their products do, what the services they offer, and how to present that to the uh, WooCommerce uh, user is is a very interesting journey and I had to dive in very deep to, uh, to get to the bottom of that. Not only just, you know, the, the, all the, all the partners, how they work, but also WooCommerce, how automatic operates, uh, and how to put all that together. And I still don't feel I know everything and it's been a good four (laughs) months. I've spoken to a few people that have been there for more than a year and they're still figuring things out and, Occasionally, you, you you find yourself knowing a bit more than than your colleagues, and that <laughs> might feel good at that moment. Yeah do you do you feel like some of the client work that you've done before and your position at Yith kind of coincide or relate to what you do now a bit? How how has that helped you with figuring out some of those things as a partner marketer? Yeah, so compared to some of my colleagues, my journey into the um, into the position has been. It's been unique, so I have this this perspective and the empathy for for the user as a you know a, a WooCommerce uh, merchant or developer implementer, whichever spin you want to take on it. Mm-hmm. Understanding what their struggles are and the, the the problem they want to solve, and if you can empathize with the user and translate that into the marketing that you uh, create. Uh, and and support the, the the partner with that, I think that's really powerful. And yeah, that that sort of that history is is pretty much my angle that I bring to the team. Yeah, that's really great. I know that we often like to ask this question of the folks that we have on the show as well, just to kind of get a peek behind the curtain a little bit at uh, WooCommerce. Is there maybe a misconception that you might have had about working at Automatic or WooCommerce beforehand that you see a little bit differently or has been debunked for you now that you're on the inside as it were so i joined woocommerce because woocommerce has always been you know the goal for me having worked with woocommerce over the years having spoken with lots of folks at woocommerce uh i thought it was just the right fit for me with all the knowledge that i've gained over the years and then as you sort of apply you realize it's part of a much bigger family it's just a, the automatic family and that um, that that group of people—it's just over two thousand now. They're all experts in their own small niche, and somehow that that huge group spread over 
um, almost 100 countries uh, speaking, you know, even more different languages and uh, dialects all come together and build these amazing things. And, you know, as, as that sort of one person entering their journey and uh, realizing how big that uh, the, the company is, but also how, and I have to phrase this really carefully because it's, it's sort of powerful in a way that you can influence a lot of the open source stuff. I mean, WooCommerce, of course, is, is used by a lot of people. So is, so is WordPress. So it's one of the biggest contributors to, to WordPress. You find yourself in that, uh, in, in, you know, reading and learning a lot about that stuff, how, how people are operating, how people are thinking about it, how they're planning towards it. And that, that can be a bit overwhelming to get all that information. But after a while, you start to put that into place. And, um, and I think that's the, some might struggle with all that information to, to put that, you know, filter that what you actually need to know. Uh, but I really enjoy it. I feel like I'm in, this, in the center of the of the world of the universe, and you know, in the WordPress <laughs> universe, because it's yeah, a lot of things are happening within Automatic that you can see that will have an effect uh, in in the longer term. Yeah, you would you would think maybe in a in a company that size, and again, you're more narrowed down to the WooCommerce side of things overall than than overall Automatic. That it might be hard to feel like you have a voice, but I would imagine, especially with your position talking to partners, that you probably feel like you have some influence over the product itself and the direction and stuff. Do you feel that way in general or with your position specifically that you feel like you have the ability to kind of decide or help decide which direction the product goes? Um, so I think two things. So one would be that, uh, yes, uh, I do, and I think everybody has. Everybody has listened to. Everybody has a voice, and it doesn't matter where you are in the position. Although there's a hierarchy in responsibilities, I don't feel there's a hierarchy in um, in in level of knowledge. Everybody has their own expertise, and everybody can contribute to that. It's also the way that we operate with um, the asynchronous working style posting on the P2 tool, and everybody gets listened to. And I, I contribute to different you know, departments that are maybe outside of the WooCommerce because I feel I can contribute something to that or add an opinion. People ask me, well, because of your, um, your history, maybe you can advise on this or what's your opinion. And that, that feels really powerful. But at the same time, it's, it, is, it, is a big, um, it is a big company uh, in the Creed it clearly states we're in it for a you know to do a marathon, not a sprint. So coming from a small company or being self-employed, uh, you can make decisions and implement it straight away. And as the, the the corporation grows, it takes just a little bit more time than you're used to. And that's something I have to you know get into. But that's yeah. So I I, I guess it's uh, it's a bit of both. It's good to hear that you know that everyone seemingly has a voice and is able to kind of help contribute to the direction of, of things. Um, and especially for you. Yeah. And, and everybody is so open to it as well. The, um, you know, whether you, you we have regular town halls um, for the different business units, but also uh, Matt will have a regular monthly town hall. You can, you know, ask the question whenever you want, you can, you can uh, DM 
anybody you want. If if I have something specific I want to ask Paul, uh, he's very open to it, and that's that's nice. You don't feel you, you, although you maybe have a focus area, you you can reach out to anything and anybody. Yeah, have that access. That's huge. Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. If you build WooCommerce sites, whether you're a freelancer, small business, or agency, often optimization and maintenance is not something in your game plan. When you hand off the site to your clients, the last thing you want to happen is a disruption with their business and their sales. But MindSize has you covered. Now what's cool about MindSize is that their team of experts will take care of anything from a small site to a complex WooCommerce store giving your clients peace of mind when their customers place an order on their site is such an important piece of the relationship. So keep your clients happy and send them to MindSize for that exceptional service they deserve. You can find them at MindSize.com. If you have a client who is looking for a point of sale solution, consider suggesting Foo Sales. In fact, Foo Sales is the first native WooCommerce point of sale to support in-person payments using Square Reader. Now you can use Foo Sales with the Square Terminal for your client projects, but the icing on the cake is that it not only works with Foo Sales iPad and Android apps, but the Foo Web app. So you really need to check this out if your clients have been asking for a point-of-sale solution or a new point-of-sale solution. Find them at foosales.com. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends. And now let's get back to the show. Let's talk a little bit about just WooCommerce and your decisions. To You talked about it a little bit, but you spent, let's say at this point, the better part of your career working on Woo-related things. Um what made you decide to go all in on WooCommerce from the beginning? So I know it's been said so many times, but you don't need anything. You don't need to invest other than a bit of your time to set something up and to be able to sell an item. It now sounds all like, well, of course, that's we all do that now post-COVID. But you know, go back five, seven, eight years ago. That was quite something that that somebody like me with a totally different background entering into the tech world within a very short period of time could set up a store. And one of the earliest meetup presentations I did was from idea to to sale in 30 minutes. And it was a you know literally a 30-minute presentation where I do a demo and set it up. And um so that that really caught my you know inspiration. And since then um supporting loads of different businesses i must have set up at least 40 woocommerce stores uh some you know do million dollar plus uh, with all the challenges from scaling from marketing from um you know administration and reports you 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 really feel that you're building up on that knowledge and of course that's that's an asset once you have that asset you want to you want to continue on that so in the last couple of years couple of years I've run the WooCommerce London meetup. Um, again, it's a platform and we did it on a weekly basis for a good year and a half uh, throughout the COVID period. So you realize uh, that became then a platform for users, for 
developers, for uh, store owners to come together, share their pain points, share their problems, both, but also successes. Uh, different companies that would say, hey, I've got this solution. Can I get some feedback? Sure, let's do a demo. You know, and, and I use that as a way to enhance my own knowledge, my experience, but also support others. And that's been really very much of a, you know, a fun part. Only a couple of weeks ago, we did a uh, first in since maybe 2017, a, uh, a real life um, a meetup in London um, and then meeting about 50 of the regulars that I've only met online um, has been a, you know, a nice pinnacle of that journey. Yeah, hundred percent agree with all of that. I, I'm just gonna tag on to your answer about just how I feel about WooCommerce and stuff too. I, I've always loved that it's kind of the platform for everyone. So no matter where you are in the site building hierarchy, I guess there's there's WooCommerce for you, right? So whether there's a lot of talk about no code, low code development and WooCommerce has always had the flexibility to kind of cater to all of those. Like you said, you can get a store up and running with no code in 30 minutes and then there you can just kind of continue to to build on top of that, which I've always it's always been the the biggest selling point for me has always been that flexibility and that the the ability to kind of build whatever you want on top of that. Yeah. And and sometimes maybe it is a bit of a an overkill. And and I've I've set up sites where it's just a you know, a simple product or a service to purchase. And you might not need all the, the stock availability and postage sending, but it's it's just so easy. And if it if it runs and it runs fast, yeah, you can ignore some of that. But you actually have a have a commerce site that allows somebody to sell a product, a you know, a time slot or, you know, where there was a, a pizza night uh, for a you know once a month. Yeah, absolutely. So having said that WordPress powers some 40% plus of the web and WooCommerce is on maybe about 25% or so of those and growing. Given that type of global coverage, what are some things that you'd like to see coming from Woo in the coming months and years? And maybe you have some insight on what partners are looking for as well, given your position. So I think the simple, uh, maybe not simple stores, but stores that, that sell, that ship something, that's very well covered by commerce platforms but the part of setting up a store to sell services and um you know whether you're a web developer and you you want um pro, you know pro, provide a service or package or a bundle i think there are there are lots more opportunities within woocommerce to advance that and and make use of the way that we do business now we we use qr codes we use contactless we you know apple pay is soon to launch a you know phone to phone ability to pay uh, for services so if um if woocommerce can continue that journey of being innovative and using that open source where others can contribute to that i think woocommerce has a really bright future it's again, you know, it's maybe the the part that I've taken on from from automatic. It's it's for the long haul. We are in a marathon, and we are sometimes too much focused on the short term statistics, the trends that you know we've seen over COVID, and then now we're sort of let's say post COVID period where we see maybe a sort of a stagnation of the uptake of WooCommerce and WordPress. But you know, look again long term, maybe five years or ten years time, and 
how we envisage that we will do business with each other then and how and again there are so many companies local stores uh b2b's that don't have an online presence where you can't go to and say this is what i need i can pay or pay a deposit or pay when it gets delivered um still lots of things are done in a manual way so i see lots of scope in that for the next few years yeah for sure it's hard to imagine many stores of of any kind of size anyways not having at least an online presence if not a if not an online store at this point a couple you know two three years into into a global pandemic but certainly they're certainly they're out there and and looking to find i would imagine the the easiest route in to being able to do some of that and WooCommerce sure tick, ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah, WooCommerce has a base. So you'd have, you know, you, you own your own data, all the things that we've said so many times, but social commerce, uh, omnichannel, you know, to always have WooCommerce as your, this is what I own. This is where I keep track of everything. This is where everything is happening. It's it's the core of of doing your business. And um, if you sell, if you say, I'm going to sell on social media, well, you know, pick even five of the ex uh, popular platforms, you really struggle to do it all, uh, you know, in, in an orchestrated way without some sort of base where everything comes from or orders come in or customer data is kept. Yep. Let's see. We've talked a lot about sort of online stuff and uh, let's talk about being, being together in person. So you, you were at uh, WordCamp Europe, as was I, and we got to meet in person there briefly, which was great. The question for you, will you be attending other camps or meetups in the coming coming months? You briefly mentioned maybe a London meetup is something that you've been doing. Yeah, so we the London meetup will happen at least once a quarter. Um, I really want to keep that up. Um, I am planning on attending WordCamp US uh, and hopefully some other local WordCamps, but they're they starting off very carefully. It's not uh, It's not what it used to be in a you know, three years ago. Managed to score one of those elusive WordCamp US tickets. I'm glad to hear that. I'll yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So we'll get to yeah. hang out a bit. Absolutely, yeah. I, I did feel that WordCamp Europe was huge. And yeah. although I saw you, and there are so many people that I noticed on social media that they've attended, or, you know, there's some sort of hint <laughs> where you can see a, a photo or the water bottle in the in the backdrop. I don't think I saw you there at all. It's was, it was just way too big so hopefully WordCamp US is a bit more intimate where you feel like okay I've, I've spoken to everybody I wanted to speak to for a bit longer than a, a quick wave yeah same I had a I had a list of folks that I wanted to get a chance to meet in person finally because we've been doing this online for so long that I've got a list of folks that I've talked to maybe even weekly that I've just never met in person and uh, you know I just I was there for a week and still didn't manage to to make it happen to meet the entire list so yeah but this time it'll be me with a jet lag on the other going to the other side so. <laughs> going the other direction <laughs> yeah yeah for sure no I'm, I'm excited for that and for sort of camps in general coming back up do you know if um if woocommerce if there are any other camps woocommerce specific camps i know there's one in phoenix um there, there was a lot of talk after wordcamp europe and sort of an ask whether woocommerce would do another wooconf of, of some sort I don't think there's anything in the pipeline. Well, there's nothing really discussed on that length. Um, but I do feel that after WordCamp Europe, there is that hunger again to 
get together and meet up. So I'm hoping that the WooCommerce London meetup, which hosted about 50 people, that'll be a, a good example, blueprint for others to uh, to use and you know start small again and then build it up with a, a good local uh, following. Yeah, and at EU we uh, we had Bob set up his stuff and and recorded a number of Do the Woo episodes out of EU. We'll have to check with Bob and see if he's doing something similar at US as well. Yeah, that would be amazing. But on the other hand, I I don't mind if he doesn't because it's always good to actually just catch up and use the time to meet and have a you know have a beer. Yeah, to be part of the conference instead of just being glued to the to the station the whole time i agree yeah um before we wrap this up a little bit um your twitter bio says that you enjoy sailing and family adventures i assume there's a bit of an overlap there as well um i'm curious to hear what your perfect day on the water looks like do you have a sailboat no unfortunately not yet i'd love to i'm and only recently i found out that um Starlink is now available in a sort of a marine version. So you could actually, you know, own a boat and sail, especially around the Mediterranean. That's really good coverage. This is by no means a plug for that <laughs> Starlink. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, w- that would be the ultimate goal is to to be able to go off grid for a lengthy a t- length of time. Uh, family is busy, you know, they can go out and explore the coves and caves and do a bit of fishing and we are connected and you know hopefully get a barbecue on there that, that would be my ideal but um yeah that, that's a goal i have to work towards and that's it's not quite there yet nice when you sail do you sail for multiple days at a time usually or is it a day trip yeah so i started only last year i've, I've done some sailing in the past but it was a a project through COVID. i thought life is too short let's just take the plunge so i took two weeks uh, two separate weeks where I learned to sail, skipper, yachting. Uh, and then we've done, We in in, the, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be on our third sailing trip where we go take a, a charter a boat for two weeks. And this time we'll be um, sailing the French coast. So I expect we'll stop for a lot of French cheese and baguettes that we'll uh, take on board and indulge yourselves on. Oh, man. That sounds amazing. I'm in Florida, so I'm around water all the time. I love getting in and near the water anytime I possibly can, but we don't have anything that looks like the French coast. So, Well, let's make it a goal. We'll, we'll meet and, and we'll have our party on a boat sometime. Well, let's, uh, let's make that work. Yes, I agree 100%. Um, thanks so much. We'll wrap it up there. I uh, look forward to talking to you, of course, more every month with the show and uh, hearing more about the stuff that you're doing with Wu and, and all of the partners and all of that. Yeah, let's continue. It's a great chat. Thanks so much. It's, uh, it's been great talking to you. Um, yeah, all the best to everybody and uh, speak to you next time. Hey everyone, Bob WP here and thanks again for tuning in to today's episode. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two bod friends. For that point-of-sale solution, whether it's your iPad, an Android app, or using their web app, check out foosales.com. When it comes to optimization and maintenance services, put your clients in the capable hands of MindSize at MindSize.com. Ever thought of being undo the woo? Well, if you think you fit the mold, go to our site, submit an idea, and maybe you'll be the next guest on the Do The Woo podcast. So until the next time... 
keep on doing the woo.